city limits. Brought to us by the People's Committee for Melbourne every Wednesday at 9am. City Limits is Melbourne's only hour devoted to our urban environment. To transport and planning and housing issues. To privatisations and our utility services. To building and or maintaining a sense of community. 855 on the AM band, if we can hear it through the noise and find it through the smog. City City Limits. Okay, we found it through the smog, John, and we're here at uh, City Limits, yep. but in the smog of uh, the seasonal uh, cold, etc., cold and flu, unfortunately, Meg's come down with that, so oh, she's, right. she's definitely in there. And it's pretty horrible, yes. apparently, the real, the real yeah, flu. Yeah, well, Andy, had it. He, Andy told me in the kitchen earlier it was pretty ordinary. Yeah, I suffered. Yeah. Cruel. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, goodbye, cruel, cruel world. Anyway, hope it's going through all the young ones. Hopefully, Meg will be back it's next week. I, I, I did tell her these change. things linger on just to encourage her a bit. But uh, oh, great. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> she'll uh, hopefully be here. To, well, I'm sure she will, and she uh, will look forward to seeing her next week. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? Because um, you know these the the younger people we've now got on this program, like Mark, in order to get out of being on city limits, took off for England. Yeah, <laughs> Meg's Meg's come down with a right. cold, and next month she's taken off for United States anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> but oh, like, you inspire them. You inspire your young proteges uh, to travel. Obviously, we'll <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have them all gathered together again by the end of the year. Which well, is <laughs> well, you heard my view that they should be brought in as foreign correspondents. Yeah. Why are we ringing? Why are we ringing them in London? Well, we should be. That's right. Yeah. Give us an update, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's right. Yes. Yeah, so we'll do our anyway. City limits, and with John McPherson's voice, everyone mm. knows that it's a, obviously Transport Day, first Wednesday of the month. Yeah. Andy Britt pressing buttons. I'm Kevin Healy, and uh, the absent, the voice you don't hear, the voice you, the silence is Meg Kimbo. I'm sure here. she's listening in through her pain, and, uh, pain and grief. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, if she wants further pain and grief, she's listening in. Here's <laughs> a cup. I just poured tea without announcing it, but I hope people heard that. I just poured it. Yeah, two it cups just of tea, tea, folks. Two, nothing, nothing. Two cups nothing of tea. Worse. Two cups of tea. Yeah. Um, Okay, John, I, I thought I'd open with um, our usual burst of the Herald Sun. Cause it's yeah. Yes, yes, that's right. It's always, uh, it's always so. What's the word? Um, um, it, it, well, it's really a sort of a, an, another world. Kind of. It is, it yeah. is, and that's why you um, – and it is another world. I mean, we pointed out last week the two different the, – there were two stories on the one day we pointed out in the program yeah, last week yeah. – where the Sun and the Age gave completely different perspectives uh, to the same uh. story. One was the, um, one was the the drug um, one in Richmond. Um, mm-hmm. the, oh, the, the um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the injecting, the injecting, injecting room, where the, the Age yeah. story was very sympathetic yeah. to people who got a problem. The Herald Sun was all about riots and terrible things and awful <laughs> things. And I can't think what the other one was now, but it was a similar situation where they gave a completely. Different. Mm, oh, well, I think mm. it might have been refugees, wasn't it? Yes, it was, because it was the one they, the age had the front page story, the little boy who might be thrown out of Australia and all that sort of stuff. Right. The Herald Sun story was just running straight Dutton's line on the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, These yeah, people yeah. are terrible and well, nudging us. Well, it's not really journalism, is it, when, no. you, just, um, when you just produce the minister's press release <laughs> and, and go, isn't it, isn't it awful? And a headline uh, to go with it and mm. mention jihad and terror in the mm. story somewhere when mm. you're, you're, mm. Off, you're, you're, you're away. Well, and this week, they've obviously got a leak in Cabinet, I suspect. Right, John, because right. Monday morning on which page, cabinet are we talking about? The federal cabinet. Federal, federal, federal cabinet. Federal cabinet. Oh, yes, not. I'm sure that yes. leaks like a sieve. <laughs> yes, that's right. 
Because there's a story on Monday morning in the Herald Sun Mm -hmm. saying Malcolm Turnbull gave Tony Abbott an expletive-ridden and scathing assessment of his prime ministership in a rant aboard a government plane after they and several ministers attended a celebrity-studded Sydney party. They'd actually been to the 50th birthday party of the Australian. Right. This was just before Abbott um, Turnbull tossed him out. Right. But it was a vitriolic spray within earshot of other ministers that was so venomous that several sources claim it even included the sea bomb. <gasps> oh, the, the heavyweights unfolded on, a, on board a plush wood-panelled VIP plane heading to Canberra after the Australians' 50th party. So they all go to that. There was Abbott, Turnbull, uh, Bishop Hockey at the time, Brandis, yep. on this late-night VIP flight. Right. Um, it's understood... Turbo was understood to have already had a few drinks at the party, but Abbott, who gave a speech, limited his alcohol intake. Well, we've since found out he flakes, he flakes out anyway. Yeah. Um, he mightn't have heard I don't the rant. I quite, no. quite accept that interpretation. He mightn't have heard the rant. He might have been asleep. <laughs> anyway. Or giving as good as he got back, yep. I suspect. Anyway, Turnbull expressed sharp words to Brandis over policy and then let loose on Abbott. And it goes on. He accused right. him of being a disloyal C and a, an yeah. F. Oh, right. and, you know, so right, right. But then uh, sources close to Mr. Mr. Turnbull record a heated discussion over policy, but it said, said Turnbull does not use that sort of language. <laughs> and and we wouldn't think he wouldn't, would he? I mean, he's, he's that sort of person. Now, the same morning, mm. further in the book, a, a story appeared saying Federal Attorney General George Brandis argued against world-first laws banning pedophiles travelling overseas for child sex holidays. The discussion came during robust cabinet meetings that left colleagues questioning his political judgment. And uh, his argument was that they'd already, the courts had dealt with them and therefore he was doing a purely legal thing that courts having dealt with them, they shouldn't have further punishment, et cetera, et cetera. But again, they seem to be two leaks coming out of the inner, you know, don't they? Um, yeah, yeah. In a circle. So right. Just, well, which, which is Brandis? Is he moderate or, or well, far right? Well, I, I would consider quite. him to be as far right as you can go, but when they describe the Liberal Party, he's always <laughs> called one of the moderates yes. or lefties. That yes, we, well, that was my confusion, yeah. too. He sounds pretty rabid to me. <laughs> it certainly does create massive confusion, doesn't it? <laughs> now, this week, um, the Herald Sun has also come up with a couple of, well, really important front pages. Monday... I didn't bring the front page with me, but all over the front page, Melbourne's going to lose the Logies. Um, We haven't lost them. We've given them away. We've given them away, and they're so upset about it. Bert Newton said, and I always think Bert's point of view on politics ought to be respected. He's one of the great minds. He has been around a long time. And Bert said... Bert said losing the Logies was worse than losing the Melbourne Cup on the grand final, or the same as... Really? Yeah. Now, you know, really? Yeah, oh. apparently. So that's how important they okay, are. Well, right. okay. Now, given the fact that they're run at the Crook Casino, the Crown yeah, Casino, yeah, yeah. by Channel whatever, Channel 9, I think, runs them all mm. every year, and there's someone else involved, some other big, you know, Darfin. entertainment mob, behemoth. Yeah. Um, why should the government give them any money at all? That's my question. Well, it sounds like a free kick for Crown. Yeah, that's you pay all this like. money, yeah. yeah, to them... Um, to these private companies, and then they scream and yell when you don't give it to them. If if it's so good for Melbourne, why don't they just um, mm, pay for it? it. Yeah. Pay for it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Usual. It's the usual question. It's the good old, um, you know, same as the Grand Prix. 
Um, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure the Gluggies are better value than the Grand Prix. Well, well <laughs> touch and go, I would have thought. I'm just topping up. There we are, a bit of topping yeah, up. Because yeah. we, we actually bought, I bought in coffee cups this morning for tea. Which right, is oh, we're going to have to drink a few of those. Yeah, we're going to have yeah. to put Guzzle fill them up. Fill them up not yeah. like the usual. And then yesterday, of mark. course, they yesterday they hit an all-time high. Yeah. Here we go again, H-E-I-R. And a full front page devoted to the fact that... Uh, that Royal Incubator is producing a third child. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. And um, the Duke and Duchess, of etc., better known to the world as Kate and Wills, will we love them, don't we? Last night announced they were expecting, this is the line I love, a third bundle of royal joy. Oh. Kensington Palace said the Queen was delighted. Then reports, pictures, page six, seven. I didn't bring them in for you, John. I no. hope that, you know, I can <laughs> get them you. next. I'll bring them around if you want to see them. No, no. no. <laughs> Copy might still be out there I in think, the kitchen. I think I won't be able to avoid them, Kevin. I'm sure now, at some stage I'll now, trip over them. <laughs> now, also next to that, the other big front page news, Dusty yeah. Tunes Up, Brownlow favourite prime for Geelong, Stevie J Dilemma will catch flag hero, etc. Postage prices go up. And a little bit at the bottom about Kim Jong Un, but I would have thought every other paper yesterday was. What about was, postage prices, guys? Isn't that important? Oh yeah, but that's that's there. That's on speed one as well. Right. But then that's the referring to inside, and so is the other story. But right. then I would have given the other papers yesterday instead of this absolutely world-shattering, the most critical story mm. in the world that the royal incubator is having a third child, another dull bludger. For the British people to pay for drivel, Kevin, a, yeah, drivel. a further impost on the British taxpayer. Yeah, yeah. Um, every other paper had this insignificant event which could end up, end up in World War Three on the front page. Mm, I mean, mm, that mm. just pales, doesn't it? Well, you know, clearly the Herald Sun wants us to go down, <laughs> go down laughing or something. Go down. <laughs> That's right. Leave and laugh, and when you go, yeah. <laughs> and if it hurts, they certainly don't, don't want. They certainly don't want a concerned public. <laughs> no, leave them laugh, and when you go, yep. and if it hurts, don't let it show. That's it. Don't give yourself away. That's it. That's it. Uh, no, <laughs> none of this. None of this on the beach nonsense. None no. of this sip up lip nineteen fifty sixty stuff. Gregory Peck died no. years ago, and Ava That's Gardner. Right. Well, she she couldn't stand Melbourne anyway. That's right. <laughs> Great place to film the end of the world. Yeah. She said. Yeah. <laughs> So now, anyway, so now we're going to we're going to avoid all that. We're going to go down laughing, yeah. We'll yeah. blow up laughing. Exactly. Speaking of which, um, but good news on the other front for yeah. um, for guy. Um, well, not his name is not guy. His name is Matthew Guy. The, oh yes, 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 the opposition leader. Yes. yes. Which and this this event has been good for him because people now know who he is. Mm. Mm. Um, but. Um, this this lobster with a mobster dinner thing. Oh yeah, yeah. He referred to IPAC, the Independent Broad Based yes. Corruption Commission. <laughs> now, yes. IPAC then came out and said, having referred it to it, that it, it did not have, yes. um, it did not have um, jurisdiction in the that's matter. Right, that's right. So it couldn't hear and it couldn't you know, just couldn't <laughs> yes, do anything about it. Yes, yes. Upon which Guy said, "This proves I'm innocent. <laughs> <coughs> this proves I'm not guilty." Now. Carefully not, crafted. Yes, I'm not sure that referring yourself to someone who can't hear the case and then saying that proves I'm not guilty absolutely <clears throat> absolutely, and, and 100% proves you're not guilty, John. The Scots, the Scots have a thing. You know how you, know how you, um, you, you you're guilty or you're, or you're um, innocent. They have another thing called not proven, which they, you know, so if you, <laughs> you don't necessarily come out of it innocent, out of a case, no. you know, 
you come out of it, well, Not it wasn't proven. proven. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And I'm afraid Mr Guy yeah. suits that category. That's sort of guilty, not guilty, and maybe. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or not just simply. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so Guy was probably in there helping craft the, um, craft the, um, the IBAC, which has mm. got very limited powers and very limited range of issues. Yeah. So yeah. he would have known full well that he wasn't... Well, we interviewed wasn't a suitable. Su- his case wasn't suitable. Um, a suitable case for treatment. Yeah. Well, yeah. Meg got a woman on a couple of weeks ago um, from the Australia Institute who's uh-huh. done research into the and, and says there's a need for a federal yeah. corruption body, yeah. but also yeah. that the ones we've got off and haven't got the power they yeah. really need. Well, the Victorian to, ones particularly wishy-washy. Yeah, yeah, that point was made, John, and it's yeah, it's right. I mean, so anyway, that's mm. so anyway, he's not guilty. That's good. Oh, good. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, Matthew. Uh, I mean, there must he's be just just silly about who he goes to. There must there must be yeah. loads of defendants who hit courts who wish to Christ mm. they could defer their case to a body that can't hear it and then say then declare themselves not guilty. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah politicians. Be good. Politicians. Yeah. Yeah. Does anyone remember um, Valerie Plame Wilson? Because I caught sight of the headline, I, I do. Yes. Ah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like that question. Up, didn't <laughs> You're supposed to say no, and I'm going to say, oh, I'll tell you who she is. <laughs> tell us who she is, John. Well, she's this very glamorous, um, well-connected. Andy, w- do you know who she is? Washington lady. Andy didn't see the cutting. used to be a CIA, CIA, CIA operative. Yeah, that's right, and she she was, ex- she was George, in the doo-doos by George, George W. w. George yeah. W. Um, yeah. but she's that person, yes. Yeah, she she, she's undercover, popped up again, has she? Undercover CIA. She's written at least George one w. book, I think. No, well, she's popped up again, but she's going well. Oh, good. Well, sh- she, she's now involved in some in a group called Global Zero, a non-profit organisation working to end the nuclear threat. Right. <laughs> and she's threatened to... She's trying to raise enough money to buy enough shares in Twitter to have Twitter... Ban Donald Trump, <laughs> uh, which is interesting, isn't it? Um, mm. And she's she's got this. But I let's think that might reduce the throughput of Twitter by about fifty percent. Well, maybe, yeah. But she, the let's buy Twitter and ban Trump is the brain is her brainchild. Right. Um, she has she is she has written stuff as well since she's written a book about the whole thing. But anyway, um, from emboldening white supremacists to promoting violence against journalists, his tweets damage the country and put people in harm's way. But threatening actual nuclear war with North Korea takes it to a dangerous new level. Um, she says Trump has escalated an already tense crisis and that his words could spark a military confrontation that could go nuclear. It's time to shut him down. Uh, Twitter had ignored calls to enforce the company's community standards and delete Trump's account. The good news is we can make that decision for them. She has to raise two, 1.2 billion Australian, but so far she's only raised a pittance, 29,000 yeah, yeah. US. <laughs> Um, but she's you know, hoping. Um, well, she needs a billionaire of her own, doesn't she? Really? Yeah, that's right. Um, my hope is setting up this page was to shine a spotlight on just how dangerous Trump's use of Twitter really is. I want to reach new audiences and show them they don't have to sit by while Trump uses this huge platform to undermine not just a moral fabric of this country, but our national security. This isn't about suppressing free speech online. It's about taking a stand against reckless bravado and threats of nuclear violence that could have horrific consequences in the real world. And any money raised, she said, from the from the shares would go to this global zero mob. 
but the White House scoffs, saying um, her ridiculous attempt to shut down his First Amendment right is the only clear violation and expression of hate and tolerance in this equation, wrote Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She's the So there you are. It's oh going on over there at the moment. Well, yeah, well, Trump, when he gets on the 3 a.m. tweets, because apparently the man doesn't sleep... Um, nearly always completely um, contradict what he said during daylight hours when he's been under the charge of his mind. That's right, or what one of his secretaries of has said about the same matter five yeah, minutes earlier yeah, or five yeah, minutes later. Do yeah, yeah. 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 you want to type up your tea there, John? Oh, okay, right? yeah. we, a, a bit more of a trickle. Yeah, yeah, thank yeah, you. We'll just pour it from there. Lovely, lovely. lovely. I'll fill up on my own. You know, uh, you, of course, you know, Andy, silly question. Uh, um, and... Uh, just on that very point that she's raising, by mm. the way, um, now I'm not going to go into bat for uh, Kim Jong-un, by the way. I don't think, I think any country where only one family can run it for generation after generation has the odd problem going for it. Well, apparently but, these days mm-hmm. they possibly have the world's worst labour camps and uh, gulags. And who and, knows? Yeah, I mean, we, yeah. a lot of it comes out of um, press that you can't absolutely trust. Yep. But nonetheless, yep. yeah, who knows? Yep. But but the point is that... Um, getting enough to eat does dis- seem to be a problem. Despite that, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, but I'm, you know, I think I think. He's if he's got any brains at all, he's not going to go into a nuclear war with the US. No. But, he's, but I mean, it, the, you can understand why they feel threatened with all these war games going on. And the, one, the current war games between South Korea and the United States and Australia played a role in them this time as well, have just finished. And that, that just report here says it involved tens of thousands of US and South Korean troops. Now, if you've got tens of thousands playing war games to invade you on your border... You would feel a bit insecure, I would have thought. Yeah, but then they've all, they've been launching missiles at a great rate over the last few months too. But that's arising out of all that. I mean, it all. No, well, it depends all, which which comes first. That's, yeah, but it's all that's, but, the, but, that's the problem. But they I, react they react to years of those war games yeah, going on. Yeah, I mean, so it's yeah. yeah, you can understand. I, I mean, I, I, don't, I, think, I don't agree I think, with it. I think they I think they're a country that's got a what what is a, a significance deficit problem. You know, they don't. They don't really. Sure, they're not really actually sure if they exist unless they make a huge amount of noise. Oh no doubt. And, I mean, there's all, there's, scream. there's heaps of problems, but I I, mm. I think you you know you yeah. you can't suggest that the US is absolutely in the right on this. Oh no, 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 no. Um, And certainly, if it goes to war with them, it's just going to be an absolute disaster. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, yeah. The, the, there are all the dynamics with yeah. China as well and with Russia yeah. as well. And uh, and of course South South uh, Korea as well. I mean, so it's incredibly complex. Yes. Now, of either of you, and I'm going to think about this myself. I'm plotting a, a an application. I thought you were okay saying uh, you're plotting a coup. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Have you got your experienced policy campaigner, John? Well, you are, and a little you, bit, you're yeah. involved in things, Andy, with a passion for good governance. Oh, absolutely. A track record <laughs> in leading policy change. <laughs> a sound understanding of government's issues and corporate law, and a deep knowledge of government and regulatory processes. Sounds now, just that's like what me. you need. That's, now, all, that's all getting a bit out of hand. Yeah. The Australian, this is the Australian Institute of Company Directors. They want, <laughs> they, they're chasing ahead of policy. Right. They're committed to excellence in governance. We make a positive impact on society and the really? economy. <laughs> the economy here yeah, through government governance education. That's right, they get them in their pocket. Direct the development and advocacy. Our membership of more than 40,000 includes directors and senior leaders from business, government and the not-for-profit sector. Jeez. It's the newly created role reporting to the general manager advocacy. You will lead a small specialist policy team in developing and driving the instituted company director's policy agenda. Now, I thought you could apply for that. 
and get the job, and I reckon it'd take them at least a month or two to realise that you're, you're absolutely destroying the joint. <laughs> Don't you reckon? I mean, you could have a great time. You know, and they'd, after about a month or two, they'd say, these policies seem to be aimed at destroying capitalism. I, I don't and you might, yeah, then, then you might, then you could claim, you know, um, unfair dismissal. I think and, they'll go straight to the Institute of Public Affairs, that right wing shonky lot, and uh, get somebody from there. I think that, so. They know exactly what they were getting. <laughs> one of those. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> one of those slightly, slightly limp-wristed young men from the IPA. In, in my, in my act of journalism years when I'd see ads for, um, you know, a Liberal Party treasurer advertising for a policy director or yeah, something yeah. or public relations. I thought, gee, you could get that job. And take them a week or two to realise what you're up to before they got rid of you. Kevin, 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 I don't know. I don't know if it would work with you, my, my dear. Right, OK, OK. It'll take a while to strip all the beard off. Just the, yeah, get true. you into the get you into the two thousand dollars suit, know, Kevin. Yeah, you can save money on those things. You can put two thousand in there quick. You know, there's the odd ad you see for right, um, right. say um, Henry Bucks, uh-huh. where on on some of their special um, right. they have sales, oh, you really? can get a four thousand suit for two thousand. Now that's two grand, and you kick straight away, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Isn't yeah. It? yeah, yeah. yeah. Looking pretty sharp there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Now, a bloke in Texas, uh, a University of Tampa, Kenneth Story, a sociology professor. Tampa's uh, in uh, Florida, Kevin. Uh, Florida. So, yeah, yeah, sorry, Tampa in Florida. <laughs> yeah, I said Tampa in Florida, but he was talking about Texas. Right. That's what point. Okay. Um, he, he said that Hurricane Harvey was payback for Texas for voting Republican. Now, it's a pretty stupid thing to say. But the um, religious people say that sort yeah, of rubbish all right. the time. Oh, all the time. But I, what, I, what struck me, and they, they sacked him over that, but nonetheless, really? yeah, but, but it raises the point mm. that, in fact, it is payback, and yeah. it's one of the few occasions where the people who produce all the pollution and the climate change, yeah. and it's not the innocent yeah. bloody yeah. workers, yeah. of course, they're just there working, but the companies and the big corporations, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they... they Kevin's staring at a, a, yeah. a photo of a, of, a, the, the, of a many oil refineries and many many well, large that's right. I mean, storage tanks. Houston, apparently, Texas. on the banks of the of the Houston Ship Canal. Well, yeah. they're one of the centres of the world's are, you know, yeah. energy corporations, yeah. and yeah. Uh, and so they're getting a bit of their own back in terms of those people. Mm. Although, unfortunately, the mm. innocent suffer much more in real well, terms. Well, they do in real terms because, um, of course, uh, all the all mm. the uh, culprits have got insurance up to the. Well, yes, of course, of course, and and all that. Um, But um, the the Fin Review last week, and and since it happened, and ever Uh since, uh, like the uh, last this Friday, fuel market surges, Harvey's (laughs) efforts ripple across the world, and it's about the fact that the energy industry has to close down. And there was a separate story about poor old BHP was going to suffer because they had to close its plant there. And uh, yeah, so all which stories are based entirely on the impact Mm. on the economy of the mm. world energy market and how mm. terrible it is. Nothing about all the poor people dying and being losing homes, etc. No. But then again, on the other side of that, the old Herald Sun again, yep, yep. its story, floods of fears, tragic tales as storms grips linger, four photos of people being helped and escorted, yep, yep. etc. Flood water began to recede, etc. But dangers remained for the Gulf and that 31 people had died, um, etc. 
now, that's the big story. Yeah. A small three-par in brief on the same page, more than a 1,000 people have died across India, Bangladesh and Nepal following the worst monsoon floods to hit South Asia in more than a decade. So yep. 31 <laughs> people in Texas and all the up there yep. is worth more, much more than a 1,000 people across the subcontinent who obviously yep. are... That's yeah. well. That's how that, that's um, that's how it goes. And there's no impact there, of course. There's no economic impact. So the Fin Review didn't even mention that. No, <laughs> <laughs> at least the Herald Sun mentioned it, I suppose. Uh, but it does reflect, doesn't it? Very, very oh, yeah. sadly. Yeah. On, well, it depends where you where you have your um, your bad times, whether you get noticed or not. Mm. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, and on the positive side, we'll go to transport in a minute. Oh, somebody. really? Yeah, oh, okay. we will. Um, if we must, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, Federal Labor, and uh, just before I, I mention this, um, yeah. uh, the Green Senator, Lee Rhiannon, yes, um, yes. who's been in a bit of trouble with her own party, but she she's written an article mm-hmm. uh, commenting on the fact that Scott Morrison and Matthias Cormann have been calling Bill Shorten a terrible lefty, yeah. etc., <laughs> And he, she says, Treasurer Morrison, etc. Look at Bill Shorten and see Jeremy Corbyn or Bernie Sanders, who are accused of being in 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 um, in, in yes yeah, socialist revisionists in parenthesis socialist and the new romantics of protectionism. If only Bill Shorten is a milksop compared with Jeremy Corbyn, um, and on she goes and about painting. Oh well, it's you know, hers. And she um, gets stuck into him. But, yeah. but just to prove her point, I would have thought, Federal Labor will not rule out backing a clean energy target that incorporates so-called clean coal. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is mindful Malcolm Turnbull and Energy Minister Josh Frydenberg need to win over a hostile backbench to land a policy and guarantee energy certainty, now industry certainty. So they're also that's also kowtowing to the the right wing backbench of the Liberal Party, surely, mm, mm. Or, or, or 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 the media, the, the media that also is part of the same clack. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, they say because no because industry won't build these things anyway, they're not going to happen. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's safe to agree to that. Yeah, but yeah. nonetheless, it yeah. seems to me. Well, to you be see, there's another quite thing dangerous. that's similar to that. That's mm. the Adani, the Adani thing. Mm. I um, suspect. I have nothing, no, no way of proving it, that the Queensland government at least doesn't really think the Adani thing is going to be built. But they daren't not appear to be fulsomely 120% in favour of it mm. because of the uh, the way they'd be backed into a backed into a corner, you know, by the right, the right and the media if they if they didn't come out in furious agreement yeah, with it. Yeah. And and they they know or hope. That, it, that, it won't that, that it'll still fall over, yeah. I, and I think that's still. There's an irony a big there. Possibility. Isn't there. There's an irony there because the the same government is being attacked for um, having a far uh, having far too high a um, renewable energy target. Yeah, by the federal right. government yeah, at the same yeah, time as yeah. they're backing a coal mine. It's just, that's right. Yeah. There's no such thing as consistency in no. the world. <laughs> Notice that, John. <laughs> you picked that up, have you? <laughs> Politician. <laughs> the louder the politician yells, the more likely it is that he's trying to trying to. Uh, Set out a case that isn't in any way based based on anything consistent or sensible. Well, you just avoid the question altogether. Yeah, And if you look at the way Turnbull's Turnbull behaves in Parliament these days, it's it's a roar Mm, (laughs) from beginning to end. If you start yelling back, you realise you've got nothing to say, really, have you? Mm. Okay, let's take a break. Come back and we'll talk some transport, John. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
You're listening to 3CR Radio. Right. Okay. We're back. We're back and uh, we're on transport. Now, John McPherson, of course, our monthly transport guru. Well, he's, 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 Look, I'm uh, sure the word's guru. A, guru. Not, not a guru once a I'm month. I'm sure it's John, a guru. It's a guru. Okay. Well, <laughs> oh, well, you, if you're seeing your it, you can be it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You, if you know it, you must be the guru who knows how to say it. So, I seen yeah. John on the tram yesterday. I described him as our public transport <laughs> expert. But I like right. Guru. Right. It's good. Yes. <laughs> oh, but see, I do use public transport. Yes, very I, good. I came on the train this morning. I went to and from the city yesterday by tram. I was on the, the newest trams, mm. which are good in most ways, but I wish there were a few more seats. Yeah, yeah. There's a hell of a lot of tram and not that many seats. No, no, they're yeah. not. They're, they're, uh, yeah, I, well, I, I came by train this morning right. and um, walked up from Parliament Station to here. So it's oh, you walked nice. all along? Yeah. Well, it's not very it's far. Nice the train got, train got in at 9.40. One, so I had time to walk up. So. You're, oh, Kevin, you're impressive. Well, it's it's yeah, a pleasant really walk. Are. You walk up Albert Street by the cathedral yeah. and by the churches yeah, yeah, and yeah. by the gardens. And it's, it's true. Pleasant, around inner Melbourne, you can yeah. avoid walking yeah. along the main roads most of the time. Yes, oh. you can. So that, but I, I decided, like, I got absolutely saturated coming here on the bike last week. Oh. So <laughs> with, the, with the same forecast, I thought, I think I'll better come on public transport. Right. And, right. Uh, and there you are. Okay. What do you got there, Kevin? Well, we've got, well it's just a, a small thing at this stage, but they're, they're suggesting a new pedestrian tunnel entry to Flinders Street uh-huh. Station from Elizabeth Street could be built right. to boost safety. Uh, this oh, is yeah, something okay. the Melbourne Council's after. It's, it's one of the things in their sort yep. of plans yep. for the area because yep. they plan to do, all, as you know, they turn sure. the tram around and, and make that a bit of a mall and do all sorts of things on that corner to brighten sure. it up. Sure, sure. Um, so that's one of the possibilities of making the um, making it easier to get across to the station from there, which would be good. Well, it would be good. I um, my view is though that um, all around that lower area, lower area of the city near um, the Flinders Street station, there should be a lot more pedestrianised area. I, I fail to see really why Flinders Street needs to be a through a through street along there. I mean, obviously the trams will keep running, but mm. I, I just don't. Don't get that it needs to be a through, through corridor for traffic, and ditto the traffic coming over the um, Princes Bridge. I think Princes Bridge should become pedestrianised with just the trams. Yeah, that would uh, win the hearts of few oh, motorists. Yeah, 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 win yeah. the hearts of the Herald Sun. Too. Yeah, that's, no <laughs> but, but you know, you know, we're 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 pretty silly still. I mean, we have got. Okay, we've got more pedestrianised areas in the CBD than we used to have. But, you know, they come along very, very slowly. About once a decade, a little mm-hmm. bit more is done. You know, mm-hmm. We've been promised that the lower end of Elizabeth Street would be pedestrianised now for probably 30 years. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. And, and well, the, the government's recently bought a lot of those shops, the McDonald's and everything, along yeah. the, the down the... Flinders Street end of Swanston Street because of the construction of the new metro rail thing and some other buildings further up. So, I mean, there might be some potential in that to do a fair bit of work. See, at the moment, after hours, that area still opens up to traffic. Yeah, but it just there might be there might be room in all that to to make a pedestrian area around there and yeah you see mm. we talk about it in these sort of tentative terms all the time you know but you know you look at you look at what European cities do. And the whole heart of their cities now are, are pedestrianised, you know. Yeah, and they're yeah. still, they're still roaring, roaring popular places to be, you know. It's 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 not, um, it's it's not really difficult. <laughs> well, actually, there was a letter 
um, related to that in some way. Yeah. Um, yeah. From Dawn Brown of Greenvale in the Herald Sun. I told you yesterday it was the age. It was turned you know, It was the Herald Sun of all places, um, saying. Um, we were in Moscow less than a month ago and travelled on the Metro Underground system, which caters for 9 million trips per day and trains run every 90 seconds. Mm. They do use a touch-on-card system, but you can also buy tickets. The cost is 55 rubles per trip, while there we were working on 50 rubles to the dollar, so you're looking at 50 cents or something. Yeah. Uh, the stations are beautifully decorated too with lighting and artworks. You don't have, even have to go that far for a better ticketing system. Adelaide uses a card system too, but you can buy a ticket on its tram, so yeah, that's having a. I think that's having a go at ours. I'm not sure my mathematics about the fifty rubles were correct, but anyway, whatever. It's not still cheap. Yes, um, yes. and um, so there you are. And that's yeah, yeah. something that uh, you've, we've talked many times about how other cities can show us how to run public transport systems. Well, I was trying to analyse what what really irritates me about the, what we do in Melbourne, and it's we do everything a bit half baked. Nothing is, in my view, is ever done properly. It's never done. Yeah. To a high standard, it's just done good enough. You know, we all know that Mikey is an absolute mess, Have, and yet from year to year, any improvements are, you know, glacial. You know, uh, mm. that letter was responding same, to an earlier letter which had attacked Mikey for being yeah rot, right, you know, yeah. lousy. Yeah, and and the same people I think got had their contract renewed who 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 have been running Mikey. You know. And of course, they they don't want the thing changed. That any changes will cost cost them time and effort and money. Uh, so so you know the the users are just told, you know, naff off and put up with it. And uh, he, you know, whole thing things like the the free zone in the city. That's nice having a little free zone in the city. It's very confusing. It's another thing that, that confuses um, uh, tourists like crazy mm. when he. <laughs> When he when he is supposed to have a ticket, when can you get away without it? And on the other hand, why shouldn't people travelling trips that don't go into the city get a free trip, a short free trip when they get on their tram, you know, out, out in, the, in the suburbs? Why shouldn't everybody get the first kilometre of their trip free? Yeah, take that as rhetorical, John. Obviously, yeah, but yeah. you know, I mean, why the city? I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, because it just happened. It was some brainwave of either a minister, minister, or, or an advisor, and an election was coming up. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it's really ma- it's mainly good. It's its benefit is mainly for city workers to move around at lunchtime in particular and move around the town. That's barely really. Yeah, there's yeah. no other real purpose. No, it. and um, it's also a benefit to people who drive their car to the edge of the city and then can get mm. a free public transport ride into the city. Yeah, that's yeah. that's clever. Uh, whereas all the people who travel to work all the way on public transport, they've already paid for the ticket. Their ticket. They, they nobody got a reduction in the cost of their all day ticket because a little a, bit of it was going to be free. Can I make a serious admission on on air, John? Mm, yeah. Kevin, um, yeah. last, we, we'll get somebody in with a sack so after, we can drag you. Off. After the show last Wednesday, I left my bike out the front and because I, I wanted to go into the city and get yep. a particular CD as a present for somebody. Yeah, yeah. And I jumped on the tram here and realised in horror you didn't have it. No, I was because. No, no, I had my. I did have a, a mic in my pocket, but I I actually went in and out without touching on because mm. I was only two stops outside the free yeah. zone, and I thought, why? And that's cheating, isn't it, John? I feel bad. You should feel bad. Yeah, Kevin. I feel terrible. I was. I was. I'm glad I didn't see Andy yesterday on the train because I'm sure Andy didn't touch on. <laughs> I did actually. <laughs> well, <laughs> my friend didn't. So. <laughs> but I reckon only about forty percent of the people on the trams actually touch on. <laughs> you know, so again, you know, 
There's nowhere at the other end of Smith Street to top up. Like until no, you walk no. up to the Seven Eleven no, halfway right. up the street. No. Legally, you've got to you've got to walk halfway. You've got to walk. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that, that, well, that's again, again. You see, again, uh, other cities have have a have a everywhere. There are places you can you can top up. They don't just mm. say, "Oh, Seven Elevens will do because they're everywhere." Well, they're sort of everywhere, but mm. they're sort of not everywhere. And I refuse to use them because they exploit workers. I well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, can't wait, can you? No, no. So again, it's you know that that I rest my case. That to just have Seven Elevens as your as your top up places is is half baked. Then again, if you actually boycotted everyone who exploited workers, you wouldn't buy anything anywhere. But that's another question. <laughs> well, that's um, your problem, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you leave you to, you to sort that out with your God. <laughs> but your your point about the um, signing the contract again, John. Yeah. Um, recently, you know, we talked last month about the the meltdown that night on July 13 when everything just stopped yeah. totally yeah. Uh, and Metro was hit with a 1.2 million yes. fine which is yes. the maximum they can get every month anyway yeah. despite that for the month they, they passed all their they met all their bloody requirements they delivered 98.2% of services and 89.8% uh, on time Despite all that, um, excuse me, everybody. I think I just burped on air. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, well, that's probably the shock of this. What I'm it saying. Um, and uh, in fact, they, there was a poster I noticed on North Melbourne Station as we passed through this morning, um, pub, you know, saying how wonderful they were and putting these figures out to the public how good they were. Well, you see, but, maybe the, the the very bad day got taken out of the figures. Figures once uh, once you. Uh, Adjust, or well, well, yeah, yeah, because you because it's been so terribly bad, we take it out of the figures. <laughs> and, <laughs> and of course, on time is you got to be. You can be five minutes late and be on time, can't oh, yeah. you? Under, under their nearly, system, well, yeah. was it six or something? Six, six I think it's six. six yeah. yes, yes. whatever. But the bit I wanted to to come bring it to you, and I marked it. Um, yeah. Uh, a spokesman for the Minister for Public Transport said the fault was completely unacceptable. Now, this is the interesting bit. The government has made it very clear that we are requiring a much higher performance standard in future agreements, and we have written those requirements into the tender documents. Now, we've been campaigning for the government to take the whole system back yeah. when, when they re-signed it. I think it's in December they re-signed right. the contract. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that sounds like they've already decided it's going to go to a private company. Oh yeah, and, and presumably the yeah, same nothing, one. Nothing will nothing will change them except the volcanic volcanic, um, you know, something seismic will have to happen before anything will change and they'll go move away from privatisation because, as we know, it suits suits governments to have a private operator between them and the the public. They mm. they still cop a lot of grief, but they don't cop as much grief. No, no, that's right. And they don't really care what it costs to run, whether it's more expensive or not. It just for them it's it's it, it suits. Well the one point two million they probably hand much more than that back to them for the month for um Oh yeah for course, running yeah. the system. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh that's great. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And yes. Um, talking about um I don't know, for some reason that reminded me of the of the Westgate Tunnel. Yeah, we're going to get to that, John. You oh, want to go there now? I just want to, one other thing I just one wanted to raise. Thing, right. Yeah, but okay. well, before we go to that, that's okay. that's next on the agenda. Don't panic. Good, good. Um, a, a one billion dollar package has been awarded to tram builder Bombardier and CPB contractors as part of the eleven billion Metro Rail Tunnel. Yeah. 
Um, da- Andrews revealed the Rail Systems Alliance to offer new trains and high-capacity signalling, which, if current trials are successful, will be applied to the network. Up to 65 new trains will be built in Victoria under the program and will be put into service on the Sunbury to Cranbourne Packenham line. The current 131 million signalling trial will also be rolled into the new project. This is the next major piece of the puzzle, the Minister said, Jacinda Allen. High-tech signalling to run bigger trains more often through the Metro Rail Tunnel. Is the signalling bit just about Metro or is it the whole system they're talking uh, about? You know? they, at least for the moment, they only seem to feel they need it on that corridor. Uh, and that'll mean they can run trains every two minutes all the mm. time. You know, they can run reliably, say, every two minutes. Yeah, like she that. says it, she says they'll they'll run every three minutes, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah, okay. Well, 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 they actually don't need it if they're going to run trains every three minutes. They can do that with the present signalling, but but they seem to operate in this very cautious thing that where where you know nothing ever does work for them like it works for other people. <laughs> you yeah. see what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> because probably because it's never never installed properly, or you know the project's never planned properly. <laughs> I'm afraid as time goes past, I get less and less impressed by the by the uh, the skills of our uh, our public transport mm. planners and operators mm. uh, but yeah there's an interesting uh, interesting thing there they've adopted the bombardier system for operating um uh, trains at very frequent intervals what's called um, communications based signaling systems which allows them to run trains up even as close as 90 seconds like they do in Moscow mm. um but the <laughs> bombardier system uh, was a complete flop in London some years ago. <laughs> oh, the bomb bit was the, was the appropriate <laughs> the bit. Yes. Yeah, um, and um, that there had to be a complete complete pull out by Bombardier, and, and they had to bring in the Alstom um, Siemens people to uh, to put in up. a different system. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, oh, well. so we're going with well. the we're going with the oh, boys well. who had a big uh, big. Failure in London, yeah. yeah. Fancy Melbourne um, going for something that hasn't worked somewhere else. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, yeah. Um, I would su- suspect that they're doing it because Bombardier makes the trains and it's, it is good to get the signalling and the trains talking to each other. Uh, but possibly possibly Bombardier has given them a very good deal because they have to prove that their system's now working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, let's get round to the, um, the tunnel. Yeah, yeah, the Western Distributor, as they call it, or wherever. Yeah. Um, Westgate Tunnel. There's been heaps of criticism. Yep. Uh, you're, you obviously want to say something about it. Well, I did. Yeah. I wanted to say that it's really fascinating. The Labor, when they were in opposition and, and opposed to the East West East West Tunnel, um, were furiously demanding that all the documents that showed the traffic the traffic um, predictions for the for the east west tunnel be brought out into the public domain you know so i could see what the government was was really planning for mm. uh, and th- at that stage the coalition government said no 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 it's all cabinet in confidence it can't possibly be brought out but that didn't stop labor fulminating about it all staying here. yeah staying mm. staying secret but as Clay Lucas has been pointing out the last couple of days in the uh, in the Age, now that the boots on the other foot and the and the, and the Westgate Tunnel is a is a is a Labor government project, they're of course doing precisely the same thing and refusing to bring out any, mm. any of the any of the traffic predictions in detail or the commentary on those um, predictions, which apparently some of which at least questions questions the basis of the project, basically pre- questions whether there's enough traffic. To make the thing, to make the thing pay, 
And that, of yes. course, is the big, the big issue. It does the thing pay. It's not whether it's needed, it does the thing pay. And they're saying $1.30 for every dollar. Yeah, they claim, but we won't claiming, show the yeah. figures. No, no, so you can't. But which is frankly better than the East-West Tunnel was, but we don't know whether it, whether the two things are being compared on the same basis, of course, mm. because you don't have enough information to to make that assessment. Yeah. Or, or the brains up at Melbourne Uni don't have enough information to make that assessment. Yeah. But can I... Can I um, William McDougall has turned out to be a good guy. He was he was one of the, the consultants who is seriously concerned about the um, about the um, the figures that are supposed to under, base, underlie the Westgate Tunnel, mm. and uh, he tried to get to um, Tim Pallas, the treasurer, and has tried to question question these things, but um, got brushed off and. Um, and lost his um, lost his consulting job with the with one of these government authorities. That's right. For, well, for daring to to daring to qu- to question the. Uh, we've always argued that that the consultants that governments bring in for these uh, things uh, uh, depend on government work, yeah. and so they're not going to come out with something that attacks what the government wants. Well, there's two aspects to this. In fact, there's the fact that that they can afford the expert consultants, etc., yeah. and community groups, although in this case a number of councils are going to the hearing yes. and so they're, they're funding it. But but if community groups want to oppose it, they've got to fund these consultants themselves. Yeah. And in fact, I've been in groups where you've gone to well-known consultants on these things and because of the fact that you want them to oppose what the government's saying, they won't even take the case. Mm, mm, um, mm. A couple of well-known consultants knocked us back a couple of times when we wanted them to give us a case. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah. I notice uh, QC, uh, Stuart Morris is very deeply involved in, in all yes, this. Yes, Stuart, who used to be a wonderful environmentalist yeah. in the Dandenongs when he was a, a, very law, young, when he was a law student. A very boy, yeah. He's moved a long way across the spectrum since then. <laughs> he certainly has. Um, uh, yeah, but, but in fact, um, it's interesting because they're, they're relying on um, this mob Veach Lister Consulting, yeah. which has given them their, the, all the facts that they mm. won't now show out. Yes. But a number of other consultants have come out attacking them and saying, well, this, this just isn't so. That's right. Um, and in fact, you know, Veach, Veach under, at the hearing um, said how wonderful it was, but then um, under cross-examination from the Melbourne City Council, Silk, um, he, he said... Um, he was forced to admit that an internationally respected traffic expert hired by the Andrews government to review his, his firm's traffic predictions for the road had refused to support those conclusions. Right. He is the second transport expert hired by the government to dispute that the, tra- the traffic modelling behind the proposed road project. Uh, long-time Victorian government transport consultant William McDougall, the one you yep, quoted, yep. had similar concerns about the road. The accuracy of traffic predictions used for massive toll road projects like the Westgate Tunnel is crucial. And a point over, if you're over-optimistic, you'll lose and all that sort of stuff. Um, government says the benefits will will do this, but Veach, Veach said he had an ongoing difference of opinion with New Zealand traffic expert John Allard over the validity of projections by Veach Lister Consulting that overwhelmingly supported the road. Allard, who was declined to discuss his confidential findings with the age, this is from the age, was appointed yep. by the government to provide an independent review of Veach's list of traffic modelling for the toll road. Veach said that Allard was well regarded as a transport and traffic expert and agreed that Allard had disputed the projected traffic levels predicted by him, which the Andrews government has relied on to back the road. 
um, and it goes on. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But so there's a lot of uh, dispute. Yeah. But it, yeah. the awful thing is when you hear the minister speaking or the government, as ha- so often happens with these hearings that are supposed to say, should it go ahead or not, they're, they're just already assuming it's going to. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, well, it's the same thing. You know, an, another big project is always a good thing, you know, for Melbourne mm. in so many ways. It's uh, the same with the metro rail tunnels, which I th- still think are a questionable, questionable value when there was a lot more capacity to be got out of the present system. Yeah, uh, and yeah, go on. Uh, well, and, and of course, you know, eleven billion dollars later, we'll find out, I suppose, <laughs> with the metro yeah. rail tunnels. Yeah, and, uh, and let's not forget on the on the road one. Um, it's actually a, an idea c- coming from Transurban who want right. to make money out exactly, of it. Exactly. Yeah. So they'll yeah, they'll yeah. toll it. Yeah. Plus, they'll get an extension, as we know, of their City Link contract. So yep. they win all ways. They win. They win all ways. Um, they won't. They won't be able to do the um, uh, buy it up. Buy it up on the cheap when it goes bankrupt thing though, because they're, they're going to be involved from day one. They, what they've done with quite a few other tunnels and, and toll roads is they've waited until yeah, and grab them, grab them later at, at, yeah. at knockdown prices. But there's uh, a few in America where they've done that, and I've done it here. Yeah, I've done it here yeah. too. Well, yeah. the, the west, west, east, east links so was the case, right. and, and up in Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. Brisbane. I was thinking yeah. I knew Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's um. It's, that's an interesting game plan because you, cause you get things built and then you get them on the cheap, but you don't you don't don't have to bear the capital cost because mm. you've got it a knockdown price later <laughs> and make a fortune. But this one is different. They're right. They're involved, and I don't think they'd be able to uh, do it, to use that technique. So it better work for, from their point of view. It better work. But basically, mm. it will work because what it's doing is providing another. It's providing another access route into the city. For traffic coming in on the Westgate Freeway from you know where it be Geelong, all those areas, mm. that traffic will be able to divert mm. uh, rather than going over the Westgate Bridge, and so the Westgate Bridge will become the through link that links you through to the Monash motorway, yeah, <laughs> and uh, through the tunnels under the you know Burnley, the two tunnels, and the traffic actually going to the city will be diverted onto this this new thing. That's not ever said. That's not no, and and in fact, but that's what it's really about. Except, and the local councils are Melbourne, the affected councils, yeah. Melbourne Moreland's come in as yeah, well, yeah. Mooney Valley, and I think Port yeah. Phillips, the other one. Yeah. Um, they have all complained that it's going to put thousands more cars yeah, on their yeah, suburban yeah. streets. So it's going to, so there's going to be this huge flood of traffic hitting the CBD from the west, in places where it doesn't hit it now. And our traffic's going to have much more direct links off the off the freeway into the city. So the pressure will be on the city to absorb all these people who want to park. Mm. You know, even though we've got a huge amount of car parking in the city, there'll be pressure. There'll be pressure for more. It's just it. It really is just extraordinary in the twenty first century that you'd be doing anything so so stupid, rather than improving the um, the public transport. I mean, what you could be doing is building a direct line under the river from Newport, you know, on the Werribee line, under the river to then serve the um, um, Fisherman's Bend and then have a you know have another new metro line approach to the city from that direction, mm. which is a little bit what the Liberals were trying to get at with their alteration yes, to yes. metro back in the day. But this this would actually give you... I think you know the sort of capacity you need to bring lots, of, bring the, the Werribee or some of the Werribee Geelong traffic in that way on on 
on a, on a you know high capacity modern mm. modern metro yes, RER yes. type line. It was big double decker. What were you saying in the program? These things never seem to happen. I'll go and go. I'm sorry. They, they, well, no, it's it's, a, it's very <laughs> odd the way some some things happen, like the like the metro rail tunnels, uh, which really are duplicating things that are already there. Um, when building new things seems so incredibly hard. Yes, poor old Harold Sons absolutely having it's aghast at the thought of these bloody high things everywhere. It's it's everywhere. Oh, oh, that's Skylink. Oh, day quite, after day with Skylink. Oh, look, it's, yeah, well, it's Skylink. quite all right to build elevated motorways near the city, yeah. where, where of course their readers don't live. Hmm. Ha ha ha! You know, coming but, over but, Flemington, but, but that's but that's apparently different to oh, yeah. Skyrail. Yeah, coming right. over Flemington Bridge Station this morning, this right. is Skyrail, isn't it? Yeah, but one, one of their um, <coughs> one of their uh, complaints this week was was of loud noise. But it turned out when it turned out the no- the complaints were by developers because uh-huh. the noise would be at the upper levels of their apartments, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, not at the ground level. But yeah, if well, you read the, the, he- the headline and the first introduction, you'd think, oh, everyone's going to cop this yeah, extra yeah, noise. Yeah. But in fact, the the extra noise, uh, developers are saying we have trouble selling apartments with the noise level at that point. So that was the uh, that was the complaint. Well, so, do you, uh, did your heart bleed for them, John? I don't. I don't think. You know, I don't think the noise is going to really change that much, folks. There are a lot no. of people who live very close to the present rail line, um, and they're not moving any. It's not really. Well, there changing. was there was a suggestion that at parts of the uh, construction for the Westgate Road project, right. Um, during construction, uh, lawyers could get up to eighty dB, huh. and they're still talking. They're still talking sixty-five dB anyway, as being huh. the standard when it is completed. Now, they, it's, it must be twenty or thirty years since the World Health Organization yeah. said fifty or fifty-five yeah. was was was, it had to was go a that safe, low to be safe level, yeah. and yeah. and that's an exponential scale, so huh. it's not huh. uh, not a percentage. But, but we're still saying, oh well, if it's an extension to an existing. Um, Existing road, we can you can go for the higher level. Is that that's, that's pretty much the argument, isn't it? Well, they're arguing that. Yeah, well, they're and, still well, arguing. Well, I, I know, but they just what I read was they just said, well, when it's completed, yeah. they'll sixty-five uh, will be the standard they're going to apply uh, for people uh, nearby uh, to uh, cop the noise, and that's uh, very high level. It's very high. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're tough in here in Melbourne. Yeah, that's right. We love things our, happen. Love our motorways. In the minute left, yes. a bloke called Michael Masson, M I C H E L, Michelle or whatever Masson, who's CEO of um, Infrastructure Victoria. But he's come out saying um, removing clearways on roads can help. He says we shouldn't be just building new things all the time. We should look at what, we, what we've got. Um, removing clearways can help congestion. A proposed railing to Melbourne Airport should be analysed carefully, taking into consideration whether it's better, <laughs> et cetera. Whether, whether it's better to build an expensive express train or a cheaper train that connects to the broader metropolitan rail network, which is the one he prefers. Well, I'm with uh, him then on that, on yeah. that, that point. I'm not, says, I'm not with him on clearways, though. A slower train was that that was part of the Melbourne Rail Network would be more affordable for people who worked at the airport and would be more likely to be used by families and people moving around the city. He also says it's he's encouraging transparency of information and evidence-based decision-making, releasing thousands of pages of analysis when it's presented, etc. This was the Victorian container port oh, situation. Yes. Yes, yes. Um, and he also criticised the fact that um, Uber won't make its a lot of its information available for government to be able to analyse a lot of the transport stuff around Melbourne. So he's making some interesting oh, points. Oh, OK. Well, that's that's the argument that those big um, digital companies, big multinationals, you know, Google, uh, they're controlling the world now and we don't get, mm. don't get a say 
Well, you, but certainly. Yeah, they and left a woman in a wheelchair last week, wouldn't even pick her up. Did you see that story? No, no. Yeah. No, she had a wheelchair that folds up and could yeah. easily be. She drives a small car herself, but yeah, yeah so they refused to pick her up. Oh, yeah, okay. We're getting the wind up. I still Andy. get. I uh, frankly, I still get taxis when I get a taxi. Do you? I get yeah. an actual taxi, right? A real taxi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good on you. <laughs> and then you, you don't meet Andy in taxi. You meet him in the tram, don't you? That's, That's right. right. I don't yeah. expect to see Andy. In Andy's taxi. giving us all these signals from <laughs> the other oh, side. Oh, yeah. I've got, yeah. got seconds to go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, that's it for the week. Next week is energy. I've got no idea what we're going to have, but there's so much <laughs> happening. Uh, but John, look, thanks for coming. Okay. And I know you because you've had a bit of surgery this week. Yeah, whatever, I hope, yeah. And, um, yeah. So you. Yeah, good book. Great sacrifice. Meg didn't make the sacrifice. <laughs> just as well, we probably would have caught oh. the cold. And so I think, I think, in fact, I think people who have those sort of colds should stay away from Absolutely. everybody. Stay away from me. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Andy did the right thing. <laughs> okay, thank Andy and say goodbye. Okay, thanks, Andy. And see, you, see you later, world. Thank you. <laughs>